welcome to the Voted Least Likely podcast. I am your host, Leah Yard. I'm a high school dropout who accidentally became an entrepreneur after spending over a decade working minimum wage jobs, having a complete mental breakdown, and losing all confidence in myself. I somehow started a successful jewelry company. I am the least likely person to have ended up in the fashion industry, the least likely person to have overcome crippling anxiety, and the least likely person to have ever had the confidence to share my story. And I know if you are here, you've likely felt something similar. This piece of internet real estate is a place for us to share how we overcame our own obstacles and found a place to thrive, even if it was the last place we ever thought we would end up. We are talking all things related to failure with a little sense of humor on the side. It's time to expose the narratives we tell ourselves and the ones the world places on us. This is the Voted Least Likely Podcast. Okay, I've got a question for you. Have you ever felt like you're going to be found out? As if someone is going to uncover something big about you? This is how I describe imposter syndrome. The definition is essentially feeling like a fraud. I'm going to tell you a story of when I felt this so intensely that I actually hid in a washroom. So pre-pandemic, I would participate in local pop-ups and events to showcase my jewelry line, and we would sell in person and market the brand. This It feels like honestly a lifetime ago, but this was the majority of how sales were made then. And it was also the best way to connect with our customers, peers, and it was fun. Um, I'm wildly introverted, so I found it draining, but the events were really fun. And I still have connections with people I met at my very first show to this day now. So I signed up to be a vendor at an event called Empowering Women in Business. So honestly, right out the gate, I felt way out of place just based on that title alone. It felt very much out of my league. So we show up and my incredible partner, Kyle, was there to help as he always is. And he was actually the only male in the entire conference hall. He is such a good sport. So we set up and the room starts to fill with guests, speakers, other vendors, and everyone is excited and bubbly and happy and to me, I it just felt like the room filled with expensive perfume, designer clothes, and confidence. It, these incredible women would just walk around exuding confidence. They all seemed so perfect. Great handshakes, eye contact, their skin somehow didn't have any pores on it. They were just happy, open, and comfortable. And I was so incredibly uncomfortable. I was in a room filled with these impressive women, a banner with the word empowerment over the stage, and I have never in my life felt so out of place. And this was closer to the start of my business, so, you know, financially I was not doing well. We were in the startup phase, and when I got dressed for an event, I didn't look like I shopped at Aritzia because I wasn't shopping at Aritzia. So I remember just looking around the room, everybody excited, chatting, exchanging business cards, taking pictures. It just seemed like this vibrant, fabulous life that I felt so far from. And it was like I was looking in at something. I felt so on the outside. So I panicked 
it just all hit me and I panicked and I went and hid in the washroom. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I stared at myself in the mirror and just repeated, like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? And of course, that feeling of who do I think I am just kept popping up in my mind. I was just trying to think of how I could get out of this place without anyone noticing. So just keep in mind here, I had completely abandoned Kyle at the booth while I was having my meltdown. So I just remember being in that washroom, my knees were weak, my mouth was dry, I had tears in my eyes, and I just wanted to disappear. I honestly don't know how much time had gone by, but I finally pulled myself together and went back to my table, and I just waited to be found out. So this to me sums up the experience of imposter syndrome. So I have found ways to manage it because I still experience this feeling a lot. And there's sort of three things that I remind myself of to help work through feeling imposter syndrome. So the first one is to recognize that there is a story. I work in fashion. I have worked in fashion for over a decade. And the root of my imposter syndrome often comes from the fact that I don't look, sound, or have any past experience that makes me likely to work in fashion. I am a high school dropout. I lived on a lighthouse island as a kid, and I worked minimum wage jobs for the majority of my adult life. So that is my story. But to me, I have a conflicting story in my mind about somebody who works in fashion. When I think of a fashion designer, I imagine someone who has this exotic travel history, has a fabulous internship at a major fashion house, maybe has a series of awards, has celebrity friends, you know, I don't know, wears perfume, eats three almonds for breakfast, has perfect skin, whatever. That's the story that I have of what I am supposed to be like, which obviously doesn't match up to that true story of who I am. So it creates this friction in my mind. But the point here is that it's a story and I'm the one telling it. And more often than not, when I share my real story, people are interested in it. Because even if the person I think I should be is what is expected, we've all seen a version of it. Thanks to social media, we have seen the perfect version of everything now. So as much as that ideal fashion woman is expected, it's not necessarily required. And for the record, there's nothing wrong with the glamorous version and story. Having fabulous travel experience, being highly educated, and having poreless skin, I mean, come on, that's great. That's just not me. So recognizing that our perceptions of the world create storylines, and we need to be very careful what stories we are telling ourselves. So the next thing to try if you're suffering with imposter syndrome is to focus on one person to connect with. I love this tip so much because it is very tactical. Usually when we feel imposter syndrome, it is group based. So sometimes there is one individual person that makes us feel this way, but in my experience, it's usually something more nuanced like an event or a large group of people. It's typically something that is easier to make one big assumption on. So for instance, that event that I hit at, was every single woman there wearing expensive clothing in perfect shape and confident? Or did my subconscious just grab all of the intimidating information from the group and then group it all together? So what I mean is a group of people all with unique personalities and strengths 
are also individuals with their own flaws and struggles. But often our brain, especially when we're in panic mode, groups things together and creates generalizations. So again, we're back to this storytelling idea. So at this empowerment event, it was all of the women who looked generally flawless. It was the title of the event. It was the fancy drink glasses, the smell of perfume, the this sort of perceived effortlessness. It was all of these things that created this bigger impact and the impact being, I don't belong here because look at all this evidence. So our brain groups these things together because it's trying to be efficient, but sometimes this backfires, right? And we end up thinking that we've just gained proof of all of our own inadequacies. And it's pretty easy to feel overwhelmed in that feeling. So this is where if you can find one person to connect with, it gives you perspective. Because if you look at a room filled with people and compare yourself to every single great thing about every person in there, it's easy to think that group represents everyone except you. But when you connect with someone one-on-one, -on -one, you get something real, something you can relate to. It makes the experience human. In this event, I was so distraught, but I was very lucky that someone came up to my table and we connected. And it's so funny because when I think about it now, this woman will have no idea the impact she made. And it was such a simple gesture. I don't know if she just smelt my fear, <laughs> but we had a very simple conversation and she was so lovely and so gracious, but it was this connection that kind of made my knees unthaw a little bit and made me feel more comfortable. So that's just a little side note, but we never really know the impact we can have. So this really ties into the next tip, which is to celebrate others. So something I remind myself of when I feel like a fraud is that no one cares. And I don't mean that in a harsh way. What I mean is no one is thinking of you the way you think they are because they're likely thinking about themselves. At that event, do you really think all those women felt perfect and empowered? Probably not. Even the most confident, beautifully dressed woman I saw there who seemed to just kind of float around without taking any steps, she has doubts. And I don't know who she is, but I know this one thing about her. She has deep insecurities, and sometimes these insecurities get the best of her. And I know this for a fact because I know she's human. So the best thing you can do is celebrate someone else. Instead of trying to pump yourself up and prove you're worthy of being somewhere, put your focus on someone else. Make someone else feel worthy. So here's another humbling experience. <laughs> I am a terrible salesperson. I'm horrible at selling, which is a little crazy since it's obviously a big part of my job, but I suck at it. But what I am good at is making people feel good. I love connecting with people and making them feel better than they did before. And when I'm at an event and when I feel like a fraud, I try to remind myself that someone else probably feels that way too. And so I connect with people and try to make them feel comfortable and validated. I mean, there is a common theme here, right? It's making things human, real, authentic, attainable. This is connection and this is really the whole point. 
Imposter syndrome is feeling like a fraud because we are comparing ourselves to a fictional standard. So of course it feels shitty. It's not real and we're trying to force it. So the final tip is to jump before you're ready. So I know this sounds counterintuitive. If you start something before you feel ready, aren't you somewhat destined to feel like a fraud? Not exactly. Because when we take a leap, we are building trust in ourselves. We are betting on ourselves. And I honestly don't think there is anything more character building than betting on yourself. This took me years to understand. I am a recovering perfectionist. Everything I try, I wanted to nail the first time. And when it didn't, I used to feel like shit. But once I understood that failure is part of success and that it is unavoidable, then I could start things before I felt ready because I knew it wasn't going to work out perfectly right away, but I trusted myself to figure it out. You will probably never feel ready. I started this podcast having no idea what to do. Um, By the way, I still have no idea what the hell I'm doing. And I started it accepting that I knew it wouldn't be great for a while. In fact, if you guys follow me on social media, I created a whole behind the scenes series called Failing at Podcasting because I was prepared to fail, but I wanted to fail first and just fast and get it out of the way. (laughs) So the sooner you start, the sooner you get closer to being better, but you can't get better unless you start. So what does this have to do with imposter syndrome? Essentially, it softens the rules that you have around your identity. Basically, the more you are open to trying things, stumbling around and figuring it out, the more your identity on who you are expands. We're more likely to view ourselves as students, learners, someone who is acquiring skills. You don't call a first-year medical student a fraud just because they aren't a doctor yet, right? It's a process. So shift your identity to being a learner, someone who is expanding. You are here to get better. And I can't think of anything less fraudulent than that. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope this episode gave you a boost of encouragement to follow your own path, even if it's a little unruly or has a few more weeds than you expected. I would love if you could share this with somebody important to you. We never know who needs a boost. If you'd like to learn more, you can find me at www.leayard.com. And if you want to see a little more behind the scenes, you can connect with me on Instagram at leayard. And now I will leave you with this. We all have more in common than we do not. Be kind when you can. Judge less, less often, and never, ever underestimate your own potential. I'll see you next week.